رادیو رومی everyone welcome back to radio rumi i hope you're all enjoying these beginnings of the summer i'm recording this particular episode in my office at the university of maryland there may be different kinds of background noise coming into our conversation but we have agreed now that it doesn't matter i cannot do all of this in a studio so we'll just play it like everyday life well we do hear a lot of noise and good sounds in the background of our lives and in a way that would be relevant to today's conversation because today i want to talk about rumi and the environment yes rumi and the environment you might ask yourselves how is he related to the question of the environment which is so much a 21st century issue but as you will see a lot of central topics that poets like rumi and others talk about are in fact very relevant regardless of what particular age we are listening to them and in a way that's the reason why they survive all of these times because they don't say things that only apply to their own lifetime now as it happens rumi actually has a lot to say about the environment because he's totally fascinated by it almost as if he was facing another live being and maybe i should not say almost because he talks about the environment as if it is totally alive and the life of this environment like the life that he sees in many other things is nothing but love as naval ye ishq u anja zamin dar jush bud so he somewhere he looks at the earth around him and he says oh the song of love is so loud here it's almost like the earth has come to life and at other times when he is very happy and boisterous and running around um, lively he compares himself to the nature it's almost like he's competing with the nature 
رقاص در درخت در این باغها و منم زیرا درخت بختم و اندر سرم سباست I am the most dancing Now I don't know how else to translate رقاص در The one who dances most In these gardens I am the biggest dancer You might say, in all these gardens, because I am a tree made of fortune and the winds are blowing in my hair, where in the sky I am standing. رقاس در درخت در این باغ ها و منم زیرا درخت بختم و اندر سرم سباست در زل آفتاب تو چرخی همی زنم کوریان که گوید so I am the most fervently dancing tree in these gardens. I am a tree made of fortune and the breeze is flowing through my hair. In the shadow of your sun, or rather under the cover of your sun, I turn and turn. And I challenge the one who says a shadow is separate from the object that makes the shade. In other words, I am the shadow of your sun. Or when you glow, I am the shadow that falls on earth. And I am therefore attached to you. I am a part of you. Elsewhere, he talks to people who might avoid dancing and he says, look at me, look at these raindrops, they dance in the air, come on you dance too. When the thunder plays its drum, every little bit and the whole universe are all alive, come on, dance. As ishq, taj daran, در چرخ او چو باران آنجا قبا چه باشد ای خوش کمر به رقصا Alive with love, with his love Even those who carry a crown on their heads The kings are turning and turning like raindrops Come on, don't worry about what you're wearing Think of your body and move it down And why is all this dancing going on? The answer is relatively simple. Everybody's drunk. Bagbana rad mutrib abr sawi yashto shud bag masto rag masto unche masto khar mast. Now mast means drunk. So you're going to hear it a lot in this particular poem. Oh, the gardener, look. The thunder is the musician, is playing, and the clouds are the sari or the wine bearer. They're giving us the wine of life, the raindrops, and now look. The garden, the meadows, the flowers, even the thorns are drunk. راغ مست و قنچ مست و خار مست آسمانا 
چند گردی گردش انصر ببین آب مست و خاک مست و باد مست و نار مست Now this one is a relatively more difficult line because it refers to the idea that because everything around us changes, there is a movement in the inner core of every being. So he looks up at the skies and says, Oh, heavenly bodies, see, the water is drunk. The earth is drunk, the wind is drunk, and the fire is drunk. They are all dancing, but more than that, in the core of their being, there is a surge, there is a constant change. And Rumi here sees that as a dance. Now, it took a long time for philosophers to discuss the idea that nothing really is as solid as we see it in the moment. The grape seeds that we look at, if we look at them a few months later, they're raisins. All this time, they were moving, moving in the direction of becoming a raisin. Every child is constantly moving, moving in the direction of becoming a grown-up. And so philosophers talked about how these subtle changes that don't show themselves to our eyes are in fact a movement at the core of our beings, even though we don't see them. And we see that Rumi here talks about this so beautifully. Ab masto, chalk masto, bald masto, nor mast. And then, as it is his tradition, he takes this outer scene inside, this outer nature. And he says, حال صورت این چنین و حال معنی خود مپرس روح مست و عقل مست و خاک مست اسرار مست So, you saw the outer faces of the earth, of the stones, of water, of the wind, Now look inside. If you look inside, you see the same movement. The soul is drunk. The wisdom, the rationality is drunk. And the core of our body and everything that we think about is also drunk. Why? Because they are also going through the same difficult to detect but very deep and very central changes and then he turns that into a beautiful piece of advice and he says yeah you think you don't see all of that you look around and you don't see all that movement, all that change in the nature, in yourself. And you're saying, what is all of this about? Well, give up your craving for power, your jabari, your need to insert your power over others. Turn into dust, turn humble and light, and then you will see that every 
speck of dust is drunk with the presence of the Creator. And then he again returns to the nature back from our inner world. And it's very interesting how when he makes a cycle, he always completes it. He started with the nature, and now we are going back to the nature. He says, you look at the trees, and you see they're quiet. It's winter, no leaves, nothing. It's almost like they're dead. But silently, their roots are drinking from the earth. Wait, Ruzaki dosabrumikon. Wait for two days, or a few days, meaning for the season to change. Toshabat bidormast. And you will see that the drunken tree is going to wake up and smile and dance. And of course, what is the smile? And what is the dance of the tree? All those beautiful green leaves or blossoms or fruits, everything that they give out to us. Now, let me linger just a little longer on the divine nature of the environment. And you might think, well, what is the significance of that? Okay, of course, the nature doesn't have any bad things in it. It's all innocent and, and taking care of itself and struggling to survive. Of course, it's holy. But it's important because if you think of that environment as divine, you will see it as your duty to take care of it, to share in its divinity. ز تخت بند زمستان شکوف یافت نجات He starts looking at the nature, comparing it to our human strife and our difficulties. How if we are in prison, we wait for being freed. So the order for freedom comes. Barat is an order that a higher authority gives for giving property or somebody's freedom back to them. So, the These gardens of truth, because the nature is true, is what it is. There is no pretense, there is no acting like somebody else. The To these gardens of truth reached the order from the friend. Remember, the friend with capital F is God or the truth, truth supreme, or the friend supreme. With that order for freedom, the blossoms were freed from the prison of the winter. شکوف نور حق است و درخت چون مشکات. Come and see that the light of the heavens adorned the earth. 
The blossoms are God's light, and the tree is the lamp in which the light lives. Now, this line is very beautiful all by itself. بیا که نور سماوات خاک را آراست شکوف نور حق است و درخت چون مشکات But it gets even more beautiful and more complicated when you see that he's actually playing with a very important Quranic verse. In the Quran, there are no specific really um, descriptions of God except by talking about his attributes, his power, his love, his compassion, and so on. But there is one verse known as the verse of light, which goes something like this, God is the light of the heavens and the earth. And then the Quranic verse goes on to compare this godly light to just a simple lamp where the light lives inside, inside a beautiful lamp, and we can see it from that inside. So the tree, at the same time, becomes the Quranic description of God. Jahan pur az khazer sabz poosh, dani chist, ke joosh kard zakhak o darakht ab hayat. Jahan pur az khazer sabz poosh, dani chist, ke joosh kard zakhak o darakht. آب حیات به باغ آی و قیامت ببین و حشر ایان که رعد نفخه سور آمد و نشور مواد از آن فاخت دیدی مقامت اشجار خموش کن که سخن شرط نیست وقت سلات Now this is probably one of the most complicated, sophisticated and yet beautiful and simple Quranic commentaries that Rumi gives to his readers. It's very interesting. He never says, hey, come sit here. I want to interpret this particular Quranic verse for you. But as he talks, the words of the Quran, the images uh, used in the Quran, step in one after the other. And then he ties them together and through them he tells his stories. So we saw in the verse that I interpreted, come that the light of the heavens has adorned the earth and uh, the blossoms are the light of God inside the lamp. And now he says, oh, do you know why the earth is full of Khidr, um, the prophet? So one of the Quranic figures is Khidr, the prophet who's supposed to live a very long time and is always wearing green. So he says, These are all khadrs, all these trees around you. They're all prophets of God. In fact, take a minute and come to the garden and see for yourself that it's the day of resurrection. They have all come to life with the sound of the thunder that has blown into its horn and announced the day of resurrection. And now... Everybody is saying their prayers. The little fakhtes, the singing birds, the nightingales, they are 
the Azan sayers who go into the mosque, climb up the minaret, and sing their azans so that everybody knows it's prayer time. And then he uses this as a beautiful ending for his poem. Now that the nightingale has said his prayer on the tree, be quiet because you're not supposed to talk during the prayer time. All right, because I interpreted this poem for a long time and interrupted the flow of its various verses. Let me just read it one more time in, in the original Persian. به باغهای حقایق برات دوست رسید ز تخت بند زمستان شکوفه یافت نجات بیا که نور سماوات خاک را آراست شکوفه نور حق است و درخت چون مشکات جهان پر از خزر سبز پوش دانی چیست که جوش کرد زکاک و درخت آب حیات به باغ آی و قیامت ببین و هشر ایان که رعد نفخه سور آمد و نشور مواد از آن فاخت دیدیم و قامت اشجار خموش کن که سخن شرط نیست وقت سلات and I can see already that we have to do more than one episode on the nature so let me pick two very important images to do with the nature and our environment which Rumi associates with very often and leave you with those before we end this episode one of these is the fish and the other one is the sea. Now, as you could have imagined, the fish is Rumi himself, or by extension, any one of us. And the sea is the divine ocean. Call it love, call it God, call it the majestic nature that has no bounds that we have to be reverent in front of. And what is the point? What is the connection? Why is that so important? Because the fish never has enough of the sea. That's the force that Rumi wants to implant in all of us. To never have enough. Going towards the truth. Going towards love. This is one of those journeys that never has a destination. You never arrive and it ends. Every time you have arrived, you are at the beginning of a new journey. To didi hich ashegrao ke siri bud az in sauda. To didi hich ashegrao ke siri bud az in sauda. To didi hich mahirao ke u shod sir az in darya. Did you ever see a lover? It doesn't matter love of what, but just love. Did you ever see a lover that had enough of love? He or she would always want more. Did you ever see a fish that said, a glass of water is enough for me? No. A fish lives in the sea and never has enough. To manam mohi. 
توی دریا منم ماهی چنان دارم که میخواهی بکن رحمت بکن شاهی که از تو مندم تنها Have you ever seen a lover that would have enough of love? Have you ever seen a fish that would have enough of the sea and want to come out? You are the sea and I am the fish. Keep me the way you like, but keep me because I'm alive with you. Be kind to me, be my king. And do not let me be alone and without you. تو دیدی هیچ عاشق را که سیری بود از این سودا تو دیدی هیچ ماهی را که او شد سیر از این دریا تویی دریا منم ماهی چنان دارم که میخواهی بکن رحمت بکن شاهی که از تو ماندم تنها With the sea and the lively fish, I leave you today and look forward to the next episode together again with Rumi and with the nature, the environment that we need so desperately to look after. Goodbye.